It's Christmas. This is Work of the Beat. Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us. So we play Darling Love's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Uh, one of the great Christmas tunes of the mo- the rock era. Uh, and always one of my favorites because she used to appear on Letterman's show on his last show every, every year before Christmas. So, uh, I think that's in Love Actually. I think it is. I'm, I'm, you I'm know, I, am, am I the only person in the world who has not seen Love Actually? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I've probably seen it 50 times. Um, maybe not in its entirety all 50 times, but there, there's parts of it that are pretty good, parts of it that aren't as good. But I like those kind of ensemble mu- movies, like right. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Had a lot of the people that were in that in it. I like movies like Traffic. Um, um, what was the other one? Ensemble Crash. ensemble movies can be really good or really bad. Like there was one Gary Marshall put out. Uh, I want to say five years ago called New Year's Eve, which was awful. Just there's I, one there's one thing I like in that movie in New Year's Eve. Yes, there's one. I've seen it's ten years old actually. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's 2010. Robert De Niro's right in it. I believe so. Yeah, right. The end when they play that song by Pink, I like that. Raise a glass. Um, I never suspected that, you as a Pink fan. No, I, I don't know much. Trust me, that, that song when it comes on and Zac Efron comes in with Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer's dancing. Yeah, and he's like a fifty-year-old hottie, and and all the people are kind of in the movie, and like that's another one. There's a couple parts of it that are okay. But there's too many hokey parts to it. You know what it, f- it felt like? And, and I'm dating myself a little bit. Um, watching the old Love American style stuff. Remember? A little bit. A little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Had that kind um, of feel to it. But the, like I said, I I, I just, I, I all I do is when I see it's on, I just watch the end. The, like the, the last 10 minutes or something. Yeah. When they're tying it all up. Because I like that song. Right. I just think it's a pretty cool song. Um, that's kind of so, that's kind of like Plain Strains and Automobiles at the end. Where they play uh, every time you go away. Now here, now here's. Am I an idiot? Because I've never seen planes, trains, and automobiles. No, actually, you know what I found out is there are a lot of people who do not like it because they f- feel the ending, and I'm not going to give away the ending. It, I I've seen the see I've seen the ending, and they think it's what, too depressing. Um, I'm trying to remember, Kevin. To be honest with you, I only saw it like once or twice, but I've never seen it from. I, I saw the start once, I think. And then I saw, I've never seen it. And and it's funny because I like Candy basically. and I like Martin. Candy and I like um, Steve Martin. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're good. Um, but I've just never, for, for whatever reasons, I don't know. I, I will admit, and before this is before we get into the show, we're going to talk Sixers in the first segment. We'll talk a little Eagles and then we'll talk NFL. But to be honest, it's a loose show because we don't have a guest and it's the holidays. And why not? You know, um, there are two movies that are holiday themed. I, I, Plain Strains and Automobiles is more Thanksgiving. And it's a wonderful life at Christmas that I cannot get through without a tear coming down my eye, uh, coming out well, of my eye. Well, yeah, it's a wonderful life is, I mean, it's supposed to make you do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a wonderful life can be a little long, but yeah. That yeah. I watch like the last, I watch, I'll always watch the last hour of it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, because, uh, you know, all the people come in and 
you know, yeah. it turns out that the guy had a great life. And, and, and white know? and White Christmas is another one too. So I'm still tr- see. I've never seen White Christmas. You never see. Oh, it's on. Ne- it's no, on. Um, never have. It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, I don't have Netflix. You know me. Come on. Okay. Um, I figured I'd I always, try it. I oh, no. Why? Why am I going to try it? No, see, I figured I'd try to bring they, it up to you. That's here's all. what they want you to do. Here's here's what people want you to do. They want you to buy Netflix, and there's 50 other things you can stream, right, or get. And by the time your bill, your monthly bill comes out to like $500, and nobody seems to get that. Like, it's well, like, oh, I got Netflix, I got the Discovery Plus. Now, everybody's coming out with a plus now. It's a, you know, okay. this plus, this plus. And I just read a story on, um, I don't know, online that said they're all raising the rates now. Like, everything, you know, they get you in. And then you're going to wake up one day and you're going to look at your bill and it's going to be like. All right. Well, HBO, HBO Max, which is going to be right. p- popular yeah. this Christmas because Wonder Woman's coming out. Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out on yeah. Friday. And I don't want to see Wonder Woman, but all I'm but, saying is I got 200 and some channels or whatever I get. Right. And yes, there are times when there's nothing on. Right. Yeah. Like I, I have that because I have HBO anyway. I get it. Okay. No, so totally you get it. Right. So. Uh, I have Amazon Prime because I I'm an Amazon I'm an Amazon uh, Plus customer. Okay, I get it. I, I um, no, but I'm just saying. Is, no, I, I know what you're saying, what and you're right. To you, you're going to end up. It's like when you if you get the TV. Let's say your bill is two hundred dollars a month. But there's also a lot of people who ditch cable p- completely for it too. Well, no kidding. I'm not going to be one of those people, but I understand. But so if I get HBO and Cinemax and this and that and whatever. You know, it's like it's like with the uh, like with sports, and all of a sudden they'll take something away from you. Like I don't now I got to get ESPN Plus. No, I don't have to get ESPN Plus because if I if I want to watch Berman show on Sunday, which I like, I used to love him and Tom Jackson, but I'm not paying ESPN. Like and him and Booger are pretty good. Him and Booger are pretty good. No, I'm sure they are because yeah. I like Booger when he wasn't on the Monday night. I, yeah. I think Booger's really good. Um, he was just miscast on that show, and Bur- but by the Berman. And Tom Jackson. We're the best. That was one of the best shows because I could sit there on a Sunday and not watch anything. Mm-hmm. Turn that on for, for an hour and learn everything. Yeah. In an entertaining way. You know, I know Berman got a little carried away with the nicknames and all that and the circle of wagons. and it, yeah. But it was great. It and, was. And Tom Jackson was great. Yeah. He really was. Um, He, he was like, he reminded me of Didinger. You yeah. know, he was kind of that voice of reason guy. Just... Sitting there telling you what was going on, and you know, but that's okay. What? Hey, what's the the, the um? What was I going to ask you something about the? Um, I'll remember. I was going to either ask you about like what's the worst Christmas movie, or but well, that, that, you know what? That, we'll that get to be, that at the end of the show because yeah, I want to ask you a favorite. Things. And then of course you, you know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You know, it's that's I've yeah. heard that like five yeah. times this week. Um, <laughs> that's a midday. Uh, that's a midday talk show uh, topic, isn't it? Well, um, the guy, the guy who was the the cop on there that was helping John McClane. Yeah. The black guy. He was on, there's a show on Discovery now, Josh Gates. I don't know if you watch or not, but Josh Gates goes on all these expeditions and, you know, explores things. And it's actually not a, a neat little show. And on, when, on Wednesday now, because I guess because of the COVID, he does a show, like a talk show for an hour. Sure. And he has guests on. Well, that guy was the guest last week. Oh, okay. Uh, him, the kid from A Christmas Story, Billingsley. Okay. Who's now like 53 years old. Uh, and and does a lot, of, and it was actually, but but listening to the cop, it was funny because he asked him that. He goes, "Is it a Christmas? Is it a Christmas movie?" I, I, and yeah. the, yeah. well, the cop said he didn't think so when 
when they were like filming it and everything, but he's come to kind of understand that it is. I, I've never considered it a Christmas movie, but I get it. It's set at Christmas, so sure. I, I get that. Um, all right, so let's get into the Sixers. They begin tonight. Um, in a in a strange NBA schedule, you're going to have a lot of games where you're going to play teams back to back. The NHL, by the way, sent their schedule out today. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, you know where you're going to play a lot of teams. There's going to be <clears throat> off days in between. There's a lot of time built in. Uh, you know, but the one thing, the question is, how does this team? How is this team different with Doc Rivers than it was under Brett Brown? And that's what I think we begin to find out tonight. Would you agree? Well, you're not going to find out tonight, but no, I mean, begin to find out. It's a it's a long puzzle. I mean, I mean, you know, the Nets ain't necessarily going to win the NBA title because they beat the Warriors. There's only one thing I'm sure of: the Warriors are not going to be very good, even though some people seem to think they might be. No, they don't have Clay Thompson. They don't. Draymond's getting older, you know. But anyway, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to make of all this because um, I I don't think having Doc and the staff he has can hurt. Mm -hmm. I think it's got to be an improvement. But what kind of improvement? Like, I I, I mean, from my way of thinking, if you include the Pacers, there's seven good teams in the East. Yeah, there are. You could make the argument that the East is deeper than the West. Now, the West might have some better teams. The West is better at the top, but I think it's deep. I think you're right. I think it's deeper yeah. as far as well. I mean, the, the West, West is about you know, three or four after, deep. That the, the East is about seven deep. You're well, right. After the two LA teams, you have Denver, Utah, and um, that, that's I mean, about Portland, it. I, I'm not taking Portland's okay, but Portland never wins crap. No, no. Portland um, may get Portland's Antonio a get out of the good. first round kind of team. That's yeah, it. San Antonio's no good anymore. They're you know they are. With the, uh, I mean, there are Houston's Houston's a mess. Right. Um, and they, they're actually saying New Orleans could be like the the sixth or fifth best team after losing Anthony Davis. So you know the one team uh, Dallas is not bad. Da- oh, Dallas, no, no, I forgot Dallas. Dallas. No, 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 no. Yeah, Dallas. So, so you're but five. Look, you know, and I know, chances are one of the two LA teams is going to win the yeah, West. Probably they might not, but you know, I maybe mean, maybe Denver. Denver could Denver. win it. Denver could win it. I'll bet you Denver doesn't go as far as they went last year, which is the f- conference final. They ain't overcoming. I give them all the credit in the world. They were fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They ain't overcoming two, three, one deficits. But, you know, they did. So, right. Know, it, but in the East, you know, you can make a case for like five teams. Well, in the East, you have obviously Milwaukee. You have Toronto. Right. Yeah. But you, we don't know. The one thing that's weird about Milwaukee is they were going to make all these trades and the trades never came about. No. So, but I'm you do have, you don't have the honest distraction. He's coming back. He's obviously signed the Supermax. Yeah, so. But it was so much of a distraction last year. They finished with the best record. I mean, they just couldn't win in the bubble for whatever reason. Right. I have no idea. Tor- but, Tor- Toronto, Boston, right. Philly, Brooklyn, Indiana. Am I missing anybody? Hold, hold on. Toronto? Did you put Toronto in there? I put Toronto. It's uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Boston, Indiana. Seven teams. Right. There's seven teams, and the Sixers could, you know, the Sixers could be good and still finish fifth. I mean, you know, you know, I'm thinking in a perfect world. I oh, Miami, be, Miami, I forgot. Miami. I mean, I think they should be in the top four. That's what I think. But they might not be. Well, who's, I was just going to say, who's taking the step back? Well, Miami, look. Miami wasn't, I mean, Miami had a great playoff run last year, okay? Um, 
And that's what we remember. And we should remember because they mm-hmm. made it to the finals. Uh, Boston has Kemba's hurt. They lost Hayward. I don't know how much losing Hayward hurts him. I, I don't know this. Um, Toronto's getting older. I mean, I mean, Lowry's getting old. And Toronto, I, Toronto's in a weird spot because they're basically going to play. Playing in Tampa, they're right? playing a whole series, a season of road games. Well, the whole the whole NHL hockey kind of teams are put. That's another story. Um, I mean, I love some of the guys on Toronto, and I love the coach, but I think Lowry's the heart of that team. I agree. And he played great. I, he's a warrior. I think Siakam's are. I think Siakam's are best player, but and Lowry's the, other guy, the heart. Van Fleet's pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know what any of those teams are going. I mean, you know, in a perfect world, the Sixers might finish fifth or sixth again. I, You know, I still have my doubts about Jersey because I just don't think Kevin Durant can be Kevin Durant from two or three years ago. But even if he's close to that Kevin Durant, and if Kyrie's not an idiot, well, that, they have some other good players see, on that team. See, I think that's more of an issue than Durant. I, I, I wonder if Kyrie... You know, Kyrie's a strange bird, man. He is. What What would lead you to, to say I, that? I know. But he's the type of guy who needs that second guy to be on a championship caliber team. Obviously, yeah. that got proven in Cleveland. Uh, well, but he, but he also has an ego. He also has the ego of a guy who believes he should be the standout, and he's not. Well, he hit the shot that won a title. I mean, I. There's a lot of guys out there like Kyrie, Kevin. They've been great all their lives. They were great in high school. Mm-hmm. They were great in college. They're great in the pros, but they're not LeBron. But they don't get that, and that's okay. The, but he did hit the shot that won LeBron the title. There, there's also there's also one other factor with Brooklyn, in my mind. And, and I know this sounds stupid because it's a player's league. It's not a coach's league. Steve Nash literally has never coached anything. Like, yeah, but he's not going to be Dan Tony's going to be the coach. So I mean, yeah, well, that that's I mean, but that's a that's yeah. an interesting mix of of personalities and Steve Kerr never coached before. So you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, Steve Kerr never coached. So okay, they won. Now they well, had Steve Kerr team. was a general manager. I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I mean, look, and the other thing in all this that could change everything is where does Harden go? Yeah. yeah, if he goes at all, I mean, I'm assuming Houston has to get rid of him at some point. I it, could be wrong. It's a very weird circumstance. Obviously, there was a report today that he is, you know, he is tested negative for COVID. He was seen in a strip club without a mask on. He must have been hanging out with James. What, uh, what's this thing with strip with, clubs? Am I missing now? No, seriously, Haskins. I've never be been cut. in one. Haskins should be cut today. They well, should release him there's a, for being stupid. There's a problem that they don't have a quarterback right now. I get it. I understand that. But when you, you're telling me this is the leader of your team, this would be like Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts showing up at a strip club, like Jalen Hurts, let's say, last week after he threw for the 330 and a loss or whatever, getting all excited with himself and going to a strip club or, 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 or having strippers come to your room, whatever, whatever the case might be. Is this guy just an idiot? I'm serious. Is is this guy? And I never liked him coming out of college. I mean, I mean, not where he was drafted. Um, but I don't know this guy. Who would do that? Why would you? Do, I mean, at least James Harden has. He can say, "Hey, I'm the third best player in the NBA. I can do whatever the hell I want." What the hell has Haskins done? I can't answer that. No, I know you can't. There, there is no answer. I'll bet you Ron Rivera was ready to shoot him. Yeah, probably. 
And if Smith was healthy, he might have. Uh, Sixers get out of the gate. They have Washington with Russell Westbrook tonight uh, at Wells Fargo Center. Uh, then they go to New York and Cleveland over the weekend. So there's a number. Yeah, they, could start, they better start 3-0. I was just going to say, although Washington may not be bad. They get Washington at home. You should win. Well, I, home doesn't mean, look, home means whatever home means. I expect the Sixers to come out tonight and with something. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I I, I know Beal could score 40. I get it. Um, Westbrook could score I, 40. That'll be yeah. a fascinating. That'll be a fascinating combo to see if they can play nice those two. Well, I got to believe that Simmons is going to shut one of them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, whoever he's guarding most of the time, I just think if if, they, if they're two and one, not that we're going to be like mad, but it would be a little disappointing because yeah. Cleveland stinks and the Knicks stink. Yeah, with Toronto with Toronto coming in here next Tuesday um, from Tampa. From Tampa, Jeez. Toronto slash Tampa comes in here. Yeah. I know that the, the Sixers were so bad on the road last year and so great at home. Now, those numbers will probably skew a little, you know, di- a little different, but there is no crowds. So right. they fed off the home crowd a lot. And, you know, so that'll be missing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, Beal, Beal and Westbrook could combine for 65 or 70. 70. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's possible. I, 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 but Embiid better score like 35 or 40. So that would be my answer to that. It, it is. Uh... <laughs> Who's, who does Washington have that can stop and beat? Nobody. That's that's the answer. So you know. So you're picking the, you're picking the Lakers to win it again. I assume. Um. You know. Look, Kevin. Everybody. Look. It, it's like the Chiefs in football. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to win, but when you look at it, um, you know, it's like they're the best team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't know if the Lakers are the best team by a lot. Well, the one you know, the one thing um, that's going to be interesting to me is one the schedule being broken up in halves, and obviously, you know, COVID's going to play a factor in this, uh, right? And, and and how they handle it, and and all that. But part two is for the Lakers and and for the Heat, who both play deep into October, really. Um, how how much gas do they have in the tank when you get the March and April? Who the uh, hell knows? I mean, that's where I think the biggest challenge is going to be. But I, I mean, we see that we see that all the time with um with uh, hockey teams. Yeah, you know the hockey teams that play late go to June and, and then start then, again you know, in like September Boston last year. Boston, right. I mean, even though they had the best record, and, and you know, and if the, if the hockey season had proceeded as normal, they might have won. I mean, but they went to the game seven of the finals. Lost to the Blues. The Blues kind of... I think it's hard when teams go really, really deep in any playoff. Even in a normal year, I think it's hard. So, yeah, this is going to be... and that, But that's why I think LeBron's going to pace himself a little and, and Butler will probably pace himself a little. And that's where Spolstra and, and, and uh, you know, the, the Lakers guy, they're going to have to figure that kind of out a little bit. Um, but, you know, I mean... So if the Lakers are the two seed in the West, does that mean I think they can't win? Well, no. But, uh, but, but I wouldn't hand them the title necessarily. I think there's some other, but they're the favorites because LeBron knows he doesn't have a whole lot more shots at this. Yeah. You know, and he's got AD. So they they, may, they might have the two best players in the league. Um, I mean, if you were drafting today just for this year, 
Not for two years, not for three years. Not. I'm taking LeBron. That's me. Uh, you can have whoever you want. I'll take Giannis. That's fine, but I'm taking LeBron. I understand. He's been to 13 finals and won four titles or whatever. Giannis is great, but I want the guy who's who's won. That's me. You know, but yeah. I mean, yeah, and he's also the type who can navigate um, the the challenges that are going to be out there this year. He's and, a guy that can put you on his back mm-hmm. and say, here we go, even though he's got AD there. And he's also, and I think what you're going to learn this year, at least early, is what players can do without the crowd. And I think the NBA, more than any other any other sport, relies on that during the regular season that in crowd juice well you had no crowd in the bubble so but i mean and i think you know the bubble was a different environment yeah i think we saw i think we saw though what like take the sixers i i think the sixers are great and, and please don't scream at me for saying it this way but they're a front runner team they love when everything's going well and they love when everybody loves are, them and all yeah you're right and and, and when they when that kind of got taken away, you could see the disinterest in a lot of cases that that team had. Well, that's always been the problem with Embiid, and and is that when things are going good, he's great, and that's maturity, and that's something you yeah. gain when you grow. LeBron doesn't need that. LeBron knows that LeBron's going to play the same every night because he's done it. Yeah, Embiid hasn't done it. Simmons hasn't done it. When you haven't done it. You don't know if you can do it. You might think you can. You know who can do that too? Jimmy Butler could. We learned well, that Ka- last Kawhi year. Kawhi can. We've seen Kawhi do it two um, years ago. I mean, yeah, two years ago he won the title. No, 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 no. But Kawhi also does take some nights off. But what I'm, yeah, but everybody takes nights yeah. off, Kevin. It's it's AD takes nights off. Johnson. All I'm saying is Kawhi knows what it's like to put a team on his shoulders and take them to a title. Yeah. We saw him do it two years ago. Now, he didn't do it with San Antonio. He was, even though he won the finals MVP, he wasn't the guy at that point. He was just a, a good player. Um, Some guys can, some guys, you know, I think the guy in Boston is a guy like that. Yeah. Um, But again, we'll, we'll, you know, Lowry has shown me that mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. He, he's just not good enough. I mean, Lowry's not a top five. Right top 10 player Simmons and Embiid have to become those guys at some point in life or the Sixers ain't going to win a title just ain't going to happen um all right so the Sixers begin the night we'll be talking where you think that where you think they're going to um oh the other thing I meant I wouldn't say the other thing both the NHL and the NBA are going to have to navigate is COVID because they didn't have to navigate it last year no once they got in the bubble yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So once, you know, they didn't play any yeah. games after the guy from Utah got shelved. And it's a different animal. And we've seen Major League Baseball had to go through it. The NFL was getting through it. Basketball's only got 12 guys. Yeah. You know, you can't well, you, have two yeah. or three guys be well, out with COVID like you can in the NFL. And, you know, obviously basketball is expanding the roster a little bit. You could go to 15 or 18 right. and, and all that. And there is a little, you know, but the, the the G League, you do have a, a a farm system, right? But but if if you show up one night and Simmons and Tobias ain't playing, you're in trouble, and you're bringing in two G League guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're. Um, 
And the NHL, we, I mean, like you said, you got, what is it, seven Canadian teams, six Canadian teams? Yeah, you have the seven Canadian teams that are going to play against one another. and But every, they ain't going to play in Canada. <laughs> well, no, I, I, th- I think that's still up for grabs. Oh, oh, you, so what you're saying is, oh, they could pl- I got you. Right, if they only played each other. Right? They're going to play each other, and that's And it. then when you get to the playoffs, you got to figure out what you're going to do. Well, what they're basically going to do is they're going to make the Canadian teams play. It's going to be a divisional format. Right. Uh, kind of like it used to be. Uh, but at some Patrick. point, you got to cross a border. Yeah, and I, th- I think by the, I assume by then the NHL is hoping that the border will be back open. Yeah, uh, but I don't assume anything with this. No. I mean, I I agree that we should be in a better place three by, or four by months May. from now. Yeah. But, you, you know, better place doesn't necessarily mean... Whatever. Yeah, but, but you got to also remember, for the Canadian government, who is the one who has been really strict on this. Um, the Canadian government would probably be more willing to let one or two teams cross the border than, I guess. than they are with 26. You know, I mean, it's a... Oh, state. yeah. I, no, I, I get it. It's just that... Um, and I'm not saying what the Canadian government's doing is wrong. No, I'm just saying I, 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 I can't yeah, I see... Mean, I can't see him denying one team to come in. The, the problem is you can't make exceptions. Because once you make exceptions, somebody's going to point to you and say, "Why are you making it?" Yeah, you know, like well, if the Big Ten the, votes, the dilemma you know, is going to be the dilemma for Canada is going to be all right. At a certain point, you're going to have to make a decision on them whether the Raptors can come back in to Toronto. Well, I mean, and, and if I was the Raptors, and if I'd the Blue playing, Jays could come back, I'd be planning. If I was the Raptors or the Blue Jays, I'd be planning on playing most, if not all, my season south of the border. Maybe the baseball team because the season will go longer. That might be different. Um, yeah, but I, I would, I'd pack Back the Buffalo. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be a gradual thing that we get out of this, Yeah, but, um, I'm not holding my breath that, you know, like on March 1st, I'm going to say, Hey, Kevin, I'm coming back over your house again so we can, you know, we can do this thing. Um, yeah, that's just me. All right. So we'll move. Where, where do you think the Sixers, where do you think they're going to finish? Probably fourth. Probably fourth. Yeah. Uh, see, my problem is, I, 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 I think to they, Anthony I think much. they fit. I, th- I think they fit better together. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think they're better coached. Um, yeah. but I also wonder with the schedule, and you're going to play a lot of teams on back to backs and all that. Um, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what you're going to have Embiid and, and Simmons health wise. That's well, where I'm worried. James Harden could be here three weeks from now. I it mean, could. Who the hell knows? I, I mean, if Harden's here, if Harden's here, and you end up trading Simmons, I mean, does it change things? I don't yeah, think they're going to trade. Like, I don't think they're going to do that. That's just me. Well, I could but be I don't. I don't see Houston trading him here unless Simmons is part of it. So I understand, and that that means you might not come to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. But at some point, Houston's got to... I'll be honest, watching Brooklyn last night, I don't think he fits in Brooklyn that well either. Well, that's at me. some point, they may realize that they're not getting a Simmons caliber player. Yeah. Now, they could just hold on to Harden for as long as they want because they got two years of them. But at some point, if the Sixers say, we'll give you Tobias, two first rounds, and, and our first round pick from this year, and you're Houston, you might sit there and go, that's as good as we're going to do. So um, it would be Tobias, Moxie, and two first rounds. Right, and I don't even know if that's a good trade for the Sixers or not. I don't know, but I'm just. I like Moxie. I really do. I. I, Here's the interesting thing with with Philadelphia. This is why I love this town. So, 
Last year, everybody's so disappointed with the way that ended the whole season. Sure. They're done with the Sixers. Okay. Now, I get it. They went out and got Rivers. They went out and got Maury. I get I get all this. It's, it's different. People are right back where they were before. They're mm-hmm. right back there. And they swore they weren't going to. But now it's like, you know, we could be really good. Yeah. You know, we could be really, yeah. And, and they're just setting themselves up again, as we always do in this town, for... That's why I just tend to tread lightly. I think this team can be good. You know, uh, if everything happens that we think could happen, they could be really good. Yeah. But I want to wait and let it happen before I sit here and, and get my heart broke again because I'm sick of that. I just can't take it no more. I took the Phillies. You know, we thought the Phillies were going to make the playoffs. They couldn't win a game in the last week of the season. Um, the Eagles suck. Um yeah, I'm just um. Wake me when they're there. <laughs> wake me, <laughs> you know, Mike. The Sixers are thirty and twelve. Mike, you better start paying attention. Okay, let's go. Um. All right, let's get to the Eagles. Uh, we've put it off long enough. By the way, we should point out that by the time both teams leave the field on Sunday night, they both could be eliminated. Um. Yeah, but Washington. Washington's only a two and a half point favorite at home. Well, you don't know who their quarterback's going to be. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. if you, if you're only a two and a half point favorite at home over a team that hasn't won a lot lately, um, that that's not a good sign for the Washington football team. It does. It is not. And it, there's a possibility the Eagles win. I do like the fact that they made the Washington game four o'clock. So there's no shenanigans of okay, you watch the Washington game and the Eagles. Yeah, you know, if if Washington wins, the Eagles are are eliminated. And yeah. so the Eagles, to be honest, the Eagles have something to play for no matter what. So that's why the NFL, I think, did that. I think, again, you can read whatever you want into it. If the Eagles can't get up to play that game against the freaking Cowboys with their quarterback playing his third game as a starter where he's come in and inspired them a little bit, then something's wrong with the world. I'm sorry. No, I understand, yeah. Mike, but I think there's a competitive balance that the NFL's worried about. I, Not I, everybody I handles the game the whatever. way. Hey, whatever they, they they can play them at whatever time they want. If if Washington wins, then you got then you're eliminated. So you're you know, right. I, I, there's guys calling radio stations now saying the Eagles are going to win the division and get and get to the NFC title game and stuff. I I can't stand this. Just all I, I care about one thing. I want to see how Jalen Hurts plays. All right. Well, let, let me care about. Let me let me backtrack here. <laughs> the Adam Schefter report on Sunday that comes out that says that Carson Wentz is not happy being on the bench. Will ask for a trade if he is not the starting quarterback next year. Schefter comes out this morning on 97.5 and says that he did not talk to Wentz or his agent about this report, that this was a another source. And, but, you know, obviously everybody crucified Wentz because of the fact that it came out on a game day and all that. And, and one, there's a danger. You and I have been in the journalism business enough to know not everything that is leaked makes sense. Do I think Carson Wentz is upset? Absolutely. I do. And I do think that, look, he's got to look in the mirror on why he got benched. Um, But don't assume everything you're going to hear, because you're going to hear a lot of stuff between here and, and July next year about Wentz and his mindset and whether he can win the job or if he wants to be here and all that. Don't assume all that's coming from the players' camp. That could sometimes come from the team camp too. And I, I, 
there is a benefit for the team in making it sound like that Wentz doesn't want to be here anymore and that he's uh, kind of a malcontent. Let me ask you a question, Kevin. Mm-hmm. If, as a competitor, as an athlete, yeah. if you were a starter and all of a sudden you weren't a starter because you sucked for whatever reason. You can't be would happy. You be, would would no. you be happy? No. Tell me which quarterback in the NFL, if they said you're not the starter anymore, would be happy about it and would want to stay there as the backup. This is a non-story. This is like Shefty's doing his job. I get it. Somebody went to Shefty and said this. Could be true. I don't really care. Carson Wentz, I don't care if Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the NFL this year, which he was statistically. Mm-hmm. Why would he be saying, yeah, let, let Jalen play, and, and yeah, and, and next year I'll be his backup if he plays? No. No, you don't want that. But but that's not what anybody. But everybody believes the danger in these reports is everybody believes that he this guy is now some malcontent. They can believe what they want. They can, I don't really care but, what they believe. Or that it's a reflection that he doesn't want to compete for the job. Or No, that's bullshit. It really it, is. It, it, you know, it, I think we sometimes take, take what's said in the media as media members, as gospel. And I'm not saying Shefty's wrong, I'm, I, but there's also angles that people play here too. So let's calm down, like... With this, he doesn't want to be a competitor. Why are people want going to, to compete for Kevin, the job? Listen to what you're saying. Listen to what you're saying. Calm down, people. Come on. It's a quarterback controversy in a town like ours. A guy who's going to get paid $35 million next year or whatever, and now you're figuring out he might not be your quarterback because the guy you took in the second round and everybody said, that's a stupid pick, is now came in for two games and played better and the team played better. Of course there's going to be nobody's calming down. They're going to talk about it all offseason until the Eagles figure out what they're going to do. And the only thing I know for sure is Carson Wentz is going to get paid next year. It, and he's going to get paid the year after that. Is four games enough of a sample size to... No! But but that's the sample size they have. Right. Well, that's, what I'm saying know, is, do you see a scenario where they look to trade Wentz before camp? Or do they just no make it an open competition? I, first of all... The Eagles are in a really crappy position, mm-hmm. no matter how it works itself out. All that matters in this scenario is that two years from now, two and a half years from now, three, you have picked the right guy. Because mm-hmm. if you pick the wrong guy, forget the money, you're, you're, you're going to get screwed anyway with the money. But if if you go with Hurts, and Hurts three years from now is one is a good quarterback, then you made the right decision. Mm-hmm. If Wentz goes somewhere else and Hurts turns out to be, don't forget, we felt this way about Carson Wentz at one point. Yeah. You know, not that long ago. Felt this way about so, Bobby Hoying 20 years ago. Well, I'm just, but, but Carson Wentz took us to an 11 and 2. I am not. I know it was three. And the last four games last year, everybody was back on his bandwagon again. You know, he's going to lead us in the playoffs. We're going to beat Seattle. Okay, fine. Whatever. If I don't know if Hurts, because. Quarterbacks like Hurts, people are going to get a book on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not pro- at some point you have to throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, I think, is terrific. Can Kyler Murray ever take a team to a Super Bowl? I don't know, and I don't know if Hurts is as good as Kyler Murray. Maybe he's better than Kyler Murray. We see the same thing with the co- quarterback from Baltimore. He's a very good quarterback. He, he won the MVP last year for crying out loud. I mean, he's a great, but but th- but there are a limited. 
offense because they can't stretch the field with the arm. Well, but if you're winning by 14 points in the second quarter, it doesn't matter. Those kind of quarterbacks are going to give you fits. Right. Now, can you win with Hurts running the ball 15 times a game? I don't know. I would Uh, doubt it. But the Eagles are in a very, very, very bad position, whether Hurts plays well or doesn't play well, because they're going to be be forced into making a decision that they can only screw up. But what I I mean, they could get it right. Right. They they could get it right. But it could turn out that neither Wentz or Hurts is the answer. But, and this is something that I, I think people have to step back and realize too. There are quarterbacks who just have completely awful years and bounce back. Eli Manning's done this a couple times. Phil Rivers has done this. Uh, You know, does that mean it's going to happen? No, but it does happen. Yeah, but they weren't this bad. They they weren't this bad. I would say Eli had a year or two like this. But they didn't have a knee injury and a back injury. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, this is my take on this, and I could be totally wrong. I don't think this coach and this quarterback. Oh, I don't think they can work, work together anymore. Works. Nope. So, if that, and I don't know if 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 Howie feels that way or if Jeff feels that way, I don't know this, but I think if you're going to bring Wentz back, whether it's to compete, whether it's to be the starter, or even somebody to work, I just think one of two things has to happen. Either Doug has to be gone, or there has to be an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach in place that work better than what they have in place now. Well, and I think this boils down to the basic point that you and I, I think, agree on. When you have a year like this, somebody gets scapegoated. Somebody. I mean, when you go... But the Super Bowl buys you a certain amount of escapability. And I don't know what the statute of limits is. Well, I'm not even saying it's all a coach. No, no. But I'm saying the two guys that we think that one of them has to be the scapegoat may not be the scapegoat. And I don't know if just bringing an O... Like, let's say you bring an OC in. And and is Doug really going to give up that to the OC? And what OC is going to come in here if he doesn't? Uh, That's... I I can't answer that. dilemma. Especially since you changed the whole offensive staff last year. And Doug tells you he wants to call plays. That's what he tells you. So I mean, could this could the scapegoat be Jim Schwartz? It could. I yeah, but that doesn't solve any I, I don't care what they do with Jim Schwartz. That's a totally I care. Jim Schwartz ain't coaching the quarterback. No, I understand, but I can I can see almost like a smoke screen. Like a, well, if you ain't come into a press conference after the season's over and tell you, Kevin. We yeah we we sucked for for twelve weeks, but we're gonna fire the defensive coordinator. We're bringing everybody back on offense. You're gonna go, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it might change what you do on defense, and maybe that's good or you know, but it ain't the the, the problem. The there's a lot of problems on this team, but the main problem is you got to have a quarterback, and now you have to decide. Is that the guy who you've seen in two games? Mm-hmm. Is the guy you've seen? And I don't know the answer. I don't know I what don't they're thinking. And he may be untradeable. Oh, he, yeah, he the, could. That's the I, other thing. So, you know, I oh, don't know. It's completely believable that nobody touches him. But I will sure. I will say there's two teams that peak my, that I'm sure would have a little bit of interest right now. 
And one of them we've one of them we talked about with Indianapolis. Don't say that. It, it, it's it, it's it, 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 what has Philip Rivers done this year to lead you to believe that he that Wentz is a better option? Well, no, but he's also thirty nine years old and basically on a year to year deal. It's not what I asked you. He signed for next year. I they have I, it for next year. I I understand. I'm just saying, if he decides that he wants the back, I, you know, there's no guarantee Phil Rivers is going to say, I want to come back next year. That's all. Oh, I think Phil Rivers pl- playing for a team that can maybe win a Super Bowl and, and you've had a decent year playing for a guy you like. I, what, what's Phil Rivers okay. going to walk hear? You want to hear the second place that I think would be interested in him right now? Let me think if I can. Let me think. You want to guess on this one? Washington? No. Okay. I don't know. How about New England? Yeah, maybe. A lot of cap room. Yeah, maybe. But any team that's going to sign Carson Wentz. Trade for Carson Wentz. Trade for Carson Wentz. Well, unless the Eagles cut him. But the the Eagles aren't going to cut him because it's a $50 million hit. A, A, what are they going to give you? They're going to give you nothing. B is... So you're Bill Belichick, and you're looking at this year. Now you might say, "Hey, yeah, I, he's, I can, I can make it work, or whatever." He sucked. I mean, Carson Wentz was the worst quarterback in the NFL, and then Jalen Hurts comes in and does well. Um, Nick Foles came in and did well. Um, I mean, it's just, I'm not saying I wouldn't take a chance on Carson Wentz in the right situation. He, not, that may I be the right say, situation. Well, I, I, I Kevin, I, I don't have an answer for you because we're going to look at all these teams. Well, he'd work here. He could work here. He could work. You know, he bought Cam Newton in this year for crying out loud. And Cam Newton can't throw the ball from here to you know my front yard. I mean, um, but New England's not going to be good next year. No, regardless of who their quarterback is, probably. I mean, they may, maybe could be a playoff team, um, but they ain't winning any Super Bowls. No, so and, and and Wentz is at the point right now where he won't go to a team that's ready made to be a Super Bowl contender. He, he's going to be a probably no a reclamation not. project at this. But point. But I mean, you could you could look at the situation in, in Washington. If I mean, you could look at Pittsburgh. You could you could look at Pittsburgh. You could look at you know maybe Dallas. If God forbid, there's a problem with uh, Prescott. Yeah, with Prescott. I mean, there, there's you know Chicago. I mean, I don't know if I was the Bears. I don't know if Re- reunite him and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Well, well, Nick will be gone. I mean, it would be him and Trubisky. I'll but- tell you what. I, I I watched actually a little bit of the Bears last week against the Vikings. Trubisky didn't look bad. He has his moments. He's, he's he, like he is so maddening because he has those moments. And you go, yeah. He's, but I, look at it. see. This is what we never do. If you were Philadelphia and you needed a quarterback, mm-hmm. and Carson Wentz was out there playing for Seattle or was on. Would you sit there and go, yeah, let's get Carson Wentz? No, no. So why do we think other teams are good? It's, it's like when Phillies, let's make this trade. Let's trade our backup third baseman for their star pitcher. Yeah, well, because works. there are teams that have MOs of reclamation project I, I, people. I just think, I don't think Indianapolis needs a quarterback. That's me. Now, maybe they could say to Carson, hey, come in here and be a backup. You know, um, and I'll work that, with you. That and, quarterback has that quarterback has never been the same with without no, no, Frank. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, next year might be Phillips' last year. Yeah, it could. So what you could say is, hey, come here, sit, we're back Philip Rivers up. He's 40 years old. Chance he might not make it through the season. I'm going to work with you. We're going to fix you. 
And a year after that, you're going to be the heir apparent. Now that, I could see. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know what how Reich feels about it. I mean, I you know, I, I think obviously if I'm Carson and I could play for Frank Reich, yeah. There, yeah, let's let's do that. Um, do you think they win this week or does it matter? Uh, yeah, I mean, Dallas played better last week. Um, 40 irons like are 25,000 people in the seats, right? Yeah. I don't know, Cat. You know, it's, it's the, the Niners are a mess. We should point that out. I know. Well, hey, look, the Eagles beat the Niners, and the yeah. Niners were a mess then. So, um, I, I mean, look, the first game, Dallas could have beat them if they had a quarterback. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure what Andy Dalton is at this point. Um, I don't know, man. It's such, I, well, I mean, the way that the Eagles are playing with Hurts, I would lean towards the Eagles, but not, but I wouldn't get all giddy about it. No. It's funny. I actually looked this up. There's a chance Cincinnati can win one more game. They have Houston uh, this week. Um, yeah. If the Eagles lose out and the Bengals beat Houston, Eagles will finish ahead in the draft rankings of the Bengals. So I, the Eagles I, will beat I could care less. I understand. I, could, I know. I could care less. I get all this draft ranking stuff. I, I don't care. I don't care if they're picking six or eight or nine or whatever. I'll worry about that when and when we see who the ninth pick's going to be, or yeah. the sixth pick's going to be. It could be Jalen Rager. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> know why people get all enamored with this crap. They think that it's going to turn out to be Reggie White, and it might, but it could be Derek Barnett. So you, you know, please, I, 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 you know. By the way, back to the NBA for one second. We were talking about um, uh, we were talking about how this is going to be a different year for the NBA because they had to deal with COVID. Literally, as we've been talking, the Rocket season opener against the Thunder has been postponed because the yeah. league... Cause Houston get, used, did, get used to it. Yep. Houston did not have league-required eight available players through the COVID protocol. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, and this is how they're going to navigate it. And there's, you know, it's going to be stupid at times. Mm-hmm. And the problem's going to be if it impacts, like, the NFL, I don't think, ever had a situation this year where it impacted too many teams. At once. See, I, I could be wrong about that. I have to go back and look there. I know there was a one week there or two weeks where it got a little weird where teams were playing Wednesday games and stuff. But the NBA, you know, all of a sudden if you come down like with six or eight teams at once, you know, that was the problem last year with Gobert was mm-hmm. it was like, well, who the hell did Utah play last? Oh, they played Detroit. Oh, they played the Sixers. You know, now all of a sudden everybody's getting tested. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's – there's nothing they can do about it until people start getting vaccinated. And I, I'm assuming it's going to be really interesting, Kevin, to see how sports leagues fit into the, the selection of who gets vaccines when. Yeah. You know, because Goodell's came out and said, hey, we don't want to leapfrog anybody. So did, so did I should point out, um, so did Gary Bettman and so did Adam Silver. Yeah. So Now, here's the thing. What if, like, Doc Rivers maybe should get a shot yeah. at some point, you know, if he's 60-some years old or whatever. But it's kind of hard to justify Joel Embiid getting the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's – I don't think we're talking about in the overall scheme of life that many shots. No. Although you are talking about organizations too, mm-hmm. not just the players. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking at um, – all right, so let's get into our gambling segment. It is not easy money this week. It is – yeah, we're going to play Bruce. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk about this in the uh, final segment, but 
so obviously this is a big week um, in the NFL week fifteen, week sixteen. Uh, we'll have an idea pretty much by the end of the night. I think Monday, where these teams are going to go in playoff standing and all that. Uh, and the and college football is in the in the bowl season, and I don't know, Mike, how you feel about it. I mean, I tried watching the Boca Raton Bowl last night a little bit, but there's no juice for me. You can't watch the Boca Raton Bowl in a normal year. I know. Even well, I went to watch the quarterback the at BYU. I went to watch the BYU quarterback. BYU's good. In fact, if I was, I don't know what the spread on that game was, but I would have played BYU because I think BYU's pretty good. BYU was but, minus six. Yeah, but bowl games, you know, who who knows? I mean, they, I got teams. They're moving teams in the bowl games, taking teams out. It's it's you know, there's there's two games I care about, and maybe like a. With Texas A&M's playing, maybe I'll watch a little of that. Or Zach Wilson, by the way, is the quarterback for BYU, and he's yeah. He maybe the Eagles, will, maybe the Eagles will take him with the seventh. <laughs> well, one of the guys who may get drafted first rounds from North Dakota State. I'm sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah. I, somebody brought up a really good. Well, I'm not. I'm sure it's not the first time, but they brought up the point that drafting a guy from North Dakota to come play. You know, in Philadelphia, might not have been the best, best idea, idea in the world. In the world. No. You're right. Uh, but, I mean, look, he, he was 11-2 and two and was going to win the MVP if he didn't get hurt. So, uh, it's kind of hard to say that. And, you know, it's easy in retrospect, you know, looking back now. But I, I, I'm, I'm looking over some of these bowls. The Cheez-It Bowl, Miami and no, Oklahoma State. Don't do it. No. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't uh, do it. Don't. Nobody cares. They care about... Whoever Oklahoma is playing, maybe. Whoever Texas A and M is playing, whoever Florida is playing, maybe. A and A and M is playing North Carolina. That's an interesting yeah. one. Who is? Yeah, but I don't care. Who is Cincinnati playing? Uh, Georgia. Okay, the, so if they the beat Georgia, Bowl. are they going to claim a national championship or something? I, I mean, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I I tell you what, college football is running. It's not college football's fault. But it's becoming stale. Oh, it is. And take the COVID out of it. I mean, I know this year, you know, this year, the, it's stale mm-hmm. because two teams have dominated the last five or six years. And you can make the case that even taking Alabama and Clemson out of it, you almost know who the other teams are going to be. Like Oklahoma's been in a lot. Ohio State's been in a fair amount. And Georgia. And now Notre Dame has been in two of the last three years. Right. Right. But it's just, mm-hmm. I think people are tired of Clemson, Alabama. Well, and, I really do. And, and, think, and think about it, okay? And Cincinnati had this whole thing of, uh, and, and Oresco, Mike Oresco obviously did the whole thing for me. Go back to the BCS. And that, that would have been asinine too. But, yeah, that didn't really solve any of the issues. But I, I get his point that <clears throat> for a team like Cincinnati to finish behind Oklahoma, uh, and I'm trying to remember who was seventh. They because what? But, but what? So 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 if if Louisiana Tech, I'm just picking out a name that I don't even know where they play or who they play. If Louisiana Tech goes 13 and 0 in the Sun Belt, if that's even the league they're in, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma goes 12 and 2, or th- they have the right to say they're better than Oklahoma. Um, don't even. No don't no even no no no, no no no. But but I'm gonna give you the other argument. Okay, Oklahoma beat. Iowa State was ranked six going into the last week. Right. 
Uh, one of Iowa State's losses was a 17-point game at home to Louisiana. Yeah. And they didn't well, get punished for that. One of Florida's losses was by twenty was at home to a 24-point underdog in the last week of the regular season. I, so, I, Kevin, if the object is to get the four best teams in there, okay, then you have to go with the four best teams. You have to go by strains of schedule. I, I'm not saying Cincinnati couldn't, in the right situation, beat a Georgia or beat... I'm not saying, but when you don't play in one of five major conferences, and even now if you're in the Pac-12, you're almost up against it. That's the way it is. Yeah. Because the minute you take Cincinnati over uh, Notre Dame, let's say. Notre Dame was four. You put uh, So what are you saying? And could go, go play in the American? Right. And beat Temple and beat SMU and beat Memphis and we'll put you in. And, and I want to, I want to actually give, a, I want to like, Give a give a thumbs up to all these teams who looked and went, nah, we're not going to go play in a bowl this year. And the USC, I mean, there's only two Pac-10 teams, Pac-12 teams, well, rather. Pac-12, right? Pac-8, 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 Pac-3. Um, yeah. Only two of them are in the, are have accepted a bowl bid. Oregon and who? Um, I you know I saw this. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Is it is no, it, I have I have it on. I have good for them. I mean, what? Uh, yeah. Look, what I would do if I was a Colorado school, is the other one. By the way, I would go to my kids and say, "Do you want to play in the ball?" And that's what happened in a lot of cases. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And if the kids say, "You know, no, we don't want," fine. You know, and if the coach is okay with that, and, and the school's okay with that, I don't know if it hurts them financially. I I don't know. Here's going to be the problem when they go to an eight team playoff. Which will happen three, four, five years from now, whenever it happens. And the Cincinnati's of the world still are having trouble getting yeah. there. Yeah. Because that's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. It is because if I go to an eight team playoff, and I'm kind of, and this is why I think the 64 teams are going to split off at some point. Yeah, I do too. Just go their Murray way and say, we're having a playoff. You have yours, and we'll do what we do. And Cincinnati, you can win that, that championship. Because to me, if you take an eight team playoff, you have to have the five conference champions. You have to. So if the Pac-12 team is only nine and three or ten or ten and three, you have you have to because that way you make the five championship games playoff playoff games. games. Exactly. So you could you could say uh, what, what well, do you want to call it? Um, pl- playoffs weekend. I don't know. Whatever. Right. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Five teams are going on. Five teams ain't. And then you have three spots. Well, then you have to figure out. Do we save room for a BYU or Cincinnati? This year, I'm not. I'm trying to think. Where did Cincinnati finish? Did eight, they finish eight. eighth? They finished eighth. Okay, so they but but Oklahoma was ahead of them, and um, I'm looking. Te- I'm looking it up here. Texas A and M was ahead of them. Oklahoma and Florida, all three, I think, finished ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And Florida had three losses. Yeah, uh, okay. Florida finished seventh. Cincinnati right. was eighth. Georgia was nine. Okay. So that tells you all you need to know about what the committee and and I'm not saying when they're sitting in that room they're looking at numbers they're you know for all I know Cincinnati go out and play Florida tomorrow and lose by three touchdowns or they go out and upset them right you know Cincinnati's a pretty good team but you know people get all enamored when a Boise State wins a bowl or game San Oklahoma or San Jose State goes undefeated right yeah and you can't it's it's yeah you know, it, it would be like saying look here I'll see you in Philadelphia what if Temple goes thirteen and zero one year. Okay, they go thirteen and zero. 
Maybe they beat Penn State in a, in a non-conference game. I don't know. Or well, maybe they beat like Maryland. Does Temple? Are, are we going to sit here in Philadelphia and go, man, Ted Temple got to be in that playoff? But, but, and this is the difference I think people have to understand. Like everybody talks about the mid-majors in college basketball and how difficult it is for a mid-major to get to play a power five, for lack of a better term, school, you know, on a consistent basis without having to do a two for, two out of three or whatever, you know, like two in their building, one in yours and all that, okay? But they at least have that opportunity. There's a lot of schools that don't get that chance. And this year, obviously, with COVID, it was non-existent because all these leagues were playing pretty much league-only schedules. Um, yeah, but when the at-larges come out in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. and the Big Ten's getting like eight at-larges, and the, and I'm trying to think of like the ACC. I'm trying to think of like which leagues get a lot of at larges, and then you get like one from the Atlantic Ten. I mean, it's the same thing, Kevin. It's just yeah, on it a is. bigger scale because you have thirty four at larges or thirty five or yeah. some number like that. We well, don't have that in college football. No. Dayton was going to be a number one seed last year. Okay, Dayton from that league, um, which is hard to do, but again. That doesn't necessarily, I don't think, mean the means the committee thought Dayton was necessarily one of the four best teams, but they looked at their resume. They saw what they had done. College football is a different animal yeah, than college is. basketball. It's not 68 teams up on a board, and, and Duke can lose in the second round some years because that's what happens. Villanova can certainly lose in the second right. round. We've seen it many times, but they can also win the national title. It ain't. It's never going to be like that in football. Let it's me, never... Before we move on to the NFL picks, because I don't have any college picks for this week, and I don't nah, think you nah, do no, Okay? You mentioned this scenario. Does that mean Notre Dame has to go into the ACC fully? Well, if they move it to eight teams, um, I think Notre Dame's always going to be in the discussion, but, you know, they're like everybody else. I mean, if Notre Dame goes unbeaten, they're getting in. If Notre Dame loses one game, they're probably getting in if it's an eight-team thing. Did you have any um, problem with Notre Dame getting in this year? No, I thought no. I thought the committee got that part of it right, um, and, and I, maybe it's not fair to Texas A and M. I'm not. Somebody's always going to get the not fair. I had no problem with Oklahoma not being in or Florida because they had two losses and three losses, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's unfair. You know, Texas A and M lost one game to the best team in the country, but they did lose by 28. Right at home, they did beat Florida. Right, I'll give them that. It, 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 it's it's an impossible, but I think the fact that Notre Dame, even without Trevor Lawrence, right, beat them, although it does look kind of sucky now that, that, that them with Trevor Lawrence, yeah, and I would say that smashed. I would say also Notre Dame's road win at Carolina that probably got him in. Problem probably did get him in, right? But and, I'm saying Texas A and M could sit there and say we beat Florida, but you let's, know, let's also not fool ourselves. They're going to get smashed by Alabama, just like A&M would have got smashed by Alabama. And I actually think Texas A&M might have had a better... And I, Look, I haven't seen Texas A&M all year. Trust me on this one. I just think Texas A&M might have had a better shot to keep the game like to a 10-point game or something like that. And, and the other game, and I, you, you know my feelings now on Dabo, because I was Texas. I like Ohio State. To win outright? I... It's a revenge game from last year. Uh, I think I think Ohio State played a crappy game against Northwestern. They hadn't played in a while. I just have a funny feeling. Don't I? I don't know why. 
I just think Ohio State still ticked from last year, and then Dabo voting them 11th. You know, he, I don't think they'll have any lack of motivation. I, I, I know I'm. I know I'm going to lose. Uh, we're going to lose a listener in Jersey when I say this. In, in our former colleague, Mr. Lawrence, um, I hate Dabo Sweeney, and I will actually root for Ohio State over him. I just don't yeah. think it can happen. I, I respect what Dabo's done. Oh, I do there, too. I mean, what he's done. But he's become that program. But he's, but he's become an asshole. Well, here's what I think happens, Kevin. I just think when you have won like he's won, okay, and they've been just like Alabama the last, they're right there with Alabama the last five, six years, you get a certain uh, level of I can say anything I want. I, I think we saw that from Urban sometimes. Yeah. When, and when he was at Florida and then when he was at Ohio State. Brian, Kel- Brian Kelly has that too, by the way. Brian Kelly a little bit. We, I think even Harbaugh, if he had won at Michigan, mm-hmm. we might have saw that. There's some guys, and I don't know. Jimbo Fisher's always struck me as that kind of guy. Um, but, yeah, Dabo says some stuff sometimes. But you know what? We as journalists always say, hey, say stuff. Right. So we can, And then as soon as they say it, we say, why'd you say that? Yeah, but it's also this. Dabo on the sidelines – both him and the, know, and the defensive coordinator. They're just, uh, it's so But some coaches are like that. That's how some coaches coach. Brett Venables is, is the same way. It's hey, look, just, you, I'm, I'm. You covered Mike Patton, right? I covered Mike Patton for yeah. years. Mike Patton is the best coach I ever saw coach, okay, I mean, in any sport. He was a nut on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. I had a fr- friend of mine who was a, a and referee. It, it made, and it made me queasy sometimes watching him. And I had a friend, he, he was the a referee, but so he was the guy that had to do a sideline. What, mm-hmm. what they called him? Side judge? Side judge. I don't know, okay. And like once, for one half of a game, he was on Mike Pettin's sideline. And he used to tell me all the time how hard it was yeah. <laughs> to be on Mike Pettin's sideline. But that was Mike Pettin. I just have, look, I have no problem if Dabo's trying to make a statement that Notre Dame, or uh, excuse me, Ohio, Ohio State. State only played six games. If you, if that's your opinion, I'm okay with that. And if you really think by voting them 11th, you know, why 11th? Why not 12th? Why not 10? Why, you know, yeah, that's come okay. On. If you don't think Ohio State should be in the playoffs. And, and I'm, I'll be honest, I'm kind of with him on that. I don't think Ohio State necessarily belongs Dabo in. Dabo is not the only person who thinks that. You can tell by what Nick Saban says. Yes. that he And, and I get it. And Nick Saban, but see, Nick Saban did it the right way. He said, look. There's no doubt. Ohio oh, he put A and M. He put A and M M in the playoff and left That's Ohio fine. State out. Right. I got no problem with that. And, and his rationale was: Look, I have no doubt they're a really good team. Everybody had them rated as a good team. But if you only play six games, you should be held back. Well, you're 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 you know as as opposed to teams. Well, and that, we knew and, and we knew that was going to be about the season and, when the season started. And I'll say this: There was no repercussion for the Big Ten getting this wrong at the beginning. The Big Ten was going to sit back and not do it, and then they decided to do it, and then they kind of had this on and off schedule, and yet here we are with them still in. Well, they're lucky that Ohio State was ranked so high to begin the year. Like, let's say for the sake of argument, USC or Oregon was 6-0. and I'm just saying. Would yeah, if the, USC beats Oregon, right. So, but Ohio State was ranked very high to start. Right. Yeah, and we all sat here every week and said they're really good. And you know, plus, Ohio in, State, Ohio State also benefited because their one close regular season game 
was against Indiana, and then Indiana went and beat Wisconsin, and Indiana looked good too. Yeah, so but people, that happens in every league. That, no, that but, happens I, in, but I'm saying yeah. that kind of benefited them, that it wasn't like, oh, my God, they almost lost to Indiana, you know? Yeah, but they, but they didn't almost – I mean, they were winning that game the whole way. Indiana scored a couple late touchdowns. I mean, I, whatever. They, well, they, they also allowed – 500 yards of total offense. That's so. fine. The Eagles allowed 900 yards of total offense in the Super <laughs> That's Bowl. True. I mean, it, this is where I think Ohio State, where people are getting it a little. The Big Ten stunk this year. It was awful. It was not a good. Like, we all sat there before the year and said, look, Penn State could be pretty good. And I think Penn State was better at the end. I think they just, for whatever reasons, that opening loss. Look at, look at Wisconsin up. and Minnesota. Both of them exactly. were supposed to be good, and they both Wisconsin, fell on their face. And, and even we thought Michigan might be decent. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't think they were going to be this bad. And all of a sudden, you're looking around at that league, and other than Indiana, I yeah. guess everybody else stunk. But, so, you know. By the way, one one final college note. Anthony Russo transferring, apparently, to Michigan State from Temple. Who? Anthony, or Anthony Russo. Everybody's transferring from Temple. The whole the whole school's – where's he transferring to? Michigan State. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the way this thing works now. They're going to get some transfers. You know, they just got a really good kid from... Um, how how concerned, if you're Temple, are you that people are transferring left and right? But that's the way it works, Kevin. I understand. They, they, they've opened up this transfer portal with, you know, pen, I, I mean, a lot of guys that this guy didn't recruit, okay? They were yeah. here before him, and they've also gotten some. They got the kid who was, um, I'm going to get the school wrong, but he was like the top recruit, like a quarterback recruit at Georgia, I think. Yeah. And it didn't play last year or something like that. And now he's at, he's at Temple. So, you know, I mean, Russo, look, you're going to get guys transferred. Now, the problem is if there's enough of your good guys transfer, you got to replace them. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think this was a good hire when they made the hire. And I don't know the guy. I just, they had to do it because Diaz left after two minutes. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be what it was under Matt Rule for, for or Jeff Collins. Well, well, Jeff, I think would have kept it going right. in the right direction, but yeah, I don't think Rod is doing that. But that's, I don't. Well, he right. coached at Northern Illinois. Yeah. I mean, come on! And he took a team that went thirteen and zero and got him down to seven and six. So maybe I'm speaking out of turn, and I don't mean to be because I don't know him. And and but things I've heard from talking to people that I they, I think a lot of people just think Temple is going to go back to being Temple. Yep. And I don't mean the two and twelve Temple. No, but like a that. like a five hundred Temple. Five hundred Temple, and and that in this town will not flush because nope. they have enough trouble getting attention when they're ten and two. Yep. All right. So you know, but uh, hey, look, when Matt left, we all knew. Oh, it was going to be Jeff tough. Want to be there forever? I uh-huh. mean, that's now this guy might be there for a while yeah. because you know Temple obviously didn't want to keep going through job searches, and I don't blame them. No, uh, they got a bad break with Jeff because the Georgia Tech job opened, but he would have went somewhere at some point, and they got a bad job break with Manny because mm-hmm. the Miami job opened. So, you know. All right, so here are the uh, here are the here is the NFL picks. Um, and it's brought to us by Foxbet. Uh, don't forget to download the Foxbet app and Ooh. keep up to date. You can also play Fox Super Six uh, for a chance to win Terry Bradshaw's money. So, all right, here we go. Uh, Terry Bradshaw should just give me some money. He's got enough. He's got a new TV. He's got that show now on. Um, one of those, it's like a, a show where you watch the. 
the Bradshaw family. Yeah, oh yeah. It Reality their, show. Their daily lives. Um, what has happened to TV? Oh, oh my god. Well, all right. So let's start with uh, let's start with the first game of the weekend. That's going to be on Friday. Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm going to take the Saints. I'll lay the seven. I thought New Orleans looked actually pretty good last week against Kansas City. Looked good. Once Drew Brees got going in the second half, I thought that the 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 Saints looked more composed. Who, who are they playing? They're playing Minnesota, who is pretty much out of the playoffs. And those teams that have to travel on Christmas Day, who already know that their playoff fate is done, that's yeah. a bad, bad mix. That's a, that's a revenge game, too. From oh, from the year. playoffs last year. Actually, two of the last three years. The, the, two of the, last the Minnesota years uh, Minneapolis Miracle, yeah. Right, but last year in particular, when they went to New Orleans, and, and so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's hard to play the Vikings, but what I see in the NFL happens a lot, Kevin, is guys like you and I will jump all over like, like a team like the Saints, right? And then they'll win by four. Well, you know, here, here's the other part: the Saints need this because this is their third crack at trying to end the division race. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I think sometimes in the NFL. And maybe even in Kyle, we put too much into. They really need this. Well, of course they. There's know, a, there's I, also I, another factor too. Even as the two seed this year, if if you don't win this week, okay, if you're if you're New Orleans, you have to play everybody next week, and you have no bye the following week. Yeah. So, okay. but I know Kevin, but they're, they're, I, I get it. I, I get it. There's a lot to play for. I, right. I totally understand that. And there's probably five teams this week I could look at and say the same thing. You know, this team really needs a win. This team really needs a win. This Okay, not all those teams are going to win. No. Or, or cover. It doesn't matter if you win. only matters if you cover. All right. Uh, so that'll what be... What Saturday? All right. So Saturday, there's three games. I'm not in love with any of them. Okay, uh, what are the three games? Tampa's at Detroit, laying nine and a half. Yeah, that's... But the Detroit... There's another game. I can see Tampa winning by a touchdown. Yeah. You know, or, Or they could win by three touchdowns, but, you know, I mean. Arizona's at home. They're playing San Francisco. That's on Amazon Prime, by the way. Tampa, by the way, might be the weirdest team in the league. Yeah, they They could. They really might. They they, they can be really good, and sometimes they can just be, uh. What was the game on Amazon Prime? Uh, San Francisco and Arizona. Uh, Arizona laying five. I mean, look, I'd have to take Arizona in that game, don't you? Yeah, because San Francisco literally has no quarterbacks left. C.J. Beathard yeah, is scheduled to I start. Mean, I mean, look, if 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 the Cardinals don't turn the ball over, and then look, I give the Eagles credit for coming up with the turnovers, but they would have put fifty on the board last week. Yeah, they would. Okay, would've. and we wouldn't have been talking about the Eagles almost winning. They would have lost by two touchdowns. Yeah. But I, I just think, I man, I just see the Cardinals got to win this game by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know they'll wind up losing outright. Vegas is home in a three-point home dog against Miami. I hate Vegas. I, I hate they're 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 a team that's just disappointed me. Um, sometimes I like Miami. I mean, I, I but you know, I mean, it's at Vegas. It's on. You're traveling on Christmas. Boy, I, I, that's a tough one, Kevin. But I, I think I would lean towards Miami. Well, Marcus Mariota probably getting the start for Vegas. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but you know what? He didn't play that badly. No, he didn't. Um, that's gonna that's gonna add some fuel to the Derek Carr is not a not the Raiders starting quarterback long term discussion. Uh, Derek Carr's had a pretty good year though. I, I you know I don't I, Derek Carr. You look at his numbers this year. 
it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I like Miami. I just like that team. I like the coach. I, I, I just think they're going to find a way to win. If, if I'm not laying more than three, you know, if I'm not laying the three and a half, maybe you get it at two and a half. I don't right. know. Uh, on Sunday, the Giants go to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Ravens are 11 point favorites. I hate double. Is, is um the quarterback for the Giants playing? Unknown. I, just stay away. Run. 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 Run the other way. I mean, I can't see the Ravens losing. Can you? No. Okay, so it's just a matter, do they win by you know, two touchdowns? They could. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Giants seem like they've kind of hit their wall. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. Here, here's one, and you're going to say run, 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 because these are two bad teams. I'll take the Bengals getting eight and a half at Houston. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, the Bengals on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, look. I wouldn't touch Houston right now with a 10-foot pole. But I know Deshaun Watson can have weeks where he plays well. I I, I couldn't bet Houston. No. I, I just can't. I mean, I'm not saying I would bet, you know, I'm, I'm not in love with who the Bengals are playing at quarterback. Um, they're I didn't coming think he was that bad the other night. Win. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I would not bet Houston. Uh. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you tease that game down to, like, one? I don't tease. You're Mr. Tease. No, but, I mean, do you think Houston's going to win the game? Do you think Cincinnati can go down there and win? I do. And, by the way, the money line is plus 320. Well, okay. Yeah. I I don't see Cincinnati winning back-to-back like that. But, hey, Hey, they look good Monday night. I I think it was more the Steelers than the Bengals. but Well, that's something we can get into in a second. Yeah. Uh, The Bears still alive. Seven and a half point favorites at Jacksonville. Yeah, the Bears, I, I tell you, I got to give the Bears credit because I thought they were, like, dead two weeks ago. Going to Minnesota and, and winning like, like Trubis- that was... Trubisky's played better. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose this game because if I'm Jacksonville, I'm tanking in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't even want... I want Trevor Lawrence, um, and I got him. Yeah. All I got to do is lose two. I'm sure they won't go into it with that kind of attitude, but... Yeah, I couldn't bet the Jags. Well, realistically, this is the last shot for the Jags to win a game because they get in, they get Indy in Indy next week, right. and Indy lost to them already. Yeah, look, it, it, I think the Jags are going one in fifteen. I don't know if the Jets are going one in fifteen, but and then the Jet and then the Jets are the number two pick. Right. So see, there's a game I might like if I like if I was going to tease games, I, but the you know, but I don't see the Bears losing the game. No. Uh, speaking of the Jets, nine uh, they are nine and a half point underdogs at home to Cleveland. I don't trust Cleveland. Um, Cleveland going back to Jersey, by the way, second straight week. Yeah, and and look, Cleveland's look good. I'll give Cleveland all the credit in the world. That guy, he's up for coach of the year, I think. Um, but now they got to finish it off in a game they obviously should win. I I I would stay away from that. You know, I wouldn't bet the Jets off of last week. Mm-hmm. I think that was more of a Rams thing. Yeah, um, that, 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 I, I, that soured me on the Rams so much that they could yeah, lay an they, egg I like mean, that. You know, McVay had a look on his face like, like he was so pissed. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and um, yeah, I would. I, 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 I just don't like that game. We'll get to the Rams in a second. Kansas City is home, ten and a half point favorites against Atlanta, who I think is pretty much at the wall finally. Well, no, Atlanta will be winning this game twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. No, no team loses more games. 
They lost Vinny, another 17 point Falcons. lead next week. <laughs> no, no team. I'm telling you, Kevin, you go back since like the Super Bowl, since that, that's been Bowl awful. Year, they're always up by 17. Yep. And they always lose mm-hmm. with two coaches now. I would love to know if how people would have done on the halftime line with the with the Falcons. Or the fourth quarter line. Yeah. I'm crying. I mean, I, I will say this. I'm gonna throw a number at you. Go ahead. Of the last I'm gonna get I'm gonna be within one. Twenty three or twenty four games. The Chiefs have lost once. Yeah. They are 22 and one. 22 and one. I looked this up today. That's Miami Dolphins territory. Yep. From the 1970 teams that went back to back. Nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chiefs don't cover every week. They've been in a lot of close, relatively close games lately. So, but I'm just telling you, uh, you know, if you were betting the money line on the Chiefs in those 23 games, I think you'd be ahead. Yeah, I think you would too. Uh, the Colts are one and a half point favorites at Heinz Field against the Steelers. Yeah. Who would have thought this three? Weeks uh, exactly. Um, I'll tell you what, and I'm gonna—I know I'm gonna hate saying this because I—I Phil Rivers always, but that nobody's talking about the Colts. They're a pretty good team, you know. And there's a they're, lot. Of they're not even the chic pick from their own division, though, Mike. What's that? They're not the chic pick from their own division, though. I understand. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is, they could go into the playoffs and do. And you know, they kind of remind me of Tennessee last year. They do. You know, Tennessee went into playoffs, and I think they were like a live team kind of. Yep. Um, and they, and they wound up, and they're they're good again this year, obviously. But I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh. I have. I, I, I think Pittsburgh's done. I think Pittsburgh's toast. Yeah, but but the, here's the question though. But could they get up for what? Like like could they? They've lost three in a row. You know, Tomlin's going to be all up their ass this week. My problem with them is they can't run the football. No. And their whole passing game is two-step drops, and Ben's getting rid of it in a second and a half. Well, teams know they're going to do that. And throwing at the blank spots. Yeah. Well, yeah, teams are are saying, okay, we're going to crowd the line. We're going to play you, man. You know, so I don't, I mean, if you're asking me my gut. My gut is Indy. Take the Colts, but, but there's something that says if I take the Colts, the Steelers are going to win the game. So I won't. Take By the way, and it is totally conceivable that the Steelers next week, if they lose this, well, if the Steelers lose this week, their game next week in Cleveland is for the division title. Sure. So the, so Pittsburgh could totally fall to a wild card. They can they've clinched the playoffs, yeah. but they can fall completely sure to a wild card. Sure they could, but I don't know if I can't see the Steelers ending on a five game losing streak. Uh, it was like I told you with the Eagles when they had those five games. I said I think they're going to win one. I just don't know which one. Um, I want to. That would be. I'm telling you right now, Kevin. If they did that, if that happened, yeah, that would be one of the more epic collapses. Oh, it would. Uh, yeah. I want to. I want to hear how quickly Kern dismisses this game. Che- uh, the Chargers are three and a half point favorites against the, the Broncos at home. Um, yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't, I can't stand. I mean, not that I can't stand. I can't stand Bron- both teams. The, the Broncos don't do anything for me. Nope. They're just. I think that coach is gone. Yep. Um. The Chargers are just one of those teams. They always play two-point games. Yep. They figure out ways to lose. Um, I think that coach is probably gone too. Mm-hmm. But I think the Chargers are better. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't bet. I, I mean, if over under by the way, and that is forty-nine. Over under is forty-nine. I don't have the faintest idea, yeah, Ken. I, I don't. I really. I'd be lying if I told you I did. That's a nothing game. Washington. I mean, that, that's yeah. nothing game. All right, Washington point and a half, uh, one and a half point favorites over Carolina in at uh, FedEx. 
I would have to take Washington, and I know Matt Rule will wind up be just on general principle. This team has been playing really well. They have a chance to almost basically clinch the division mm -hmm. if they win this game. And the last thing they want to do is come to Philadelphia next week having to win that game. I agree. I know the Haskins situation is goofy, mm -hmm. but I like Ron Rivera. And I, I, you know how I feel about Matt Rule. But the line's only one and a half, which basically well, means... Also, Carolina... Carolina's been awful in close games. Just awful this year. Well, they they, they kind of hit. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of hit a wall at yeah. one point. And, and, and they've had issues down there. I mean, McCaffrey's hardly played. Yeah. Which is, you know, I just think Washington will find a way to win. But look, if you're, you know, the way this whole season has went, would it shock me if the Eagles and Washington were playing next week for the division? No. Eagles and Cowboys. Eagles are two point favorites. I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the Cowboys outright. Okay, I I don't have strong feelings, but I think I would lean towards the birds. Okay, but I don't have strong feelings. I, I you know actually the best bet in that game, I think is going over forty nine and a half. Uh, you're probably right, Kevin. I mean, I I can get into that because I think the Eagles will score. Um, you know, in the mid twenties. You know, somewhere, and and I think the Cowboys can put some. And points both in defenses point. are awful. Yeah, right now. and the Eagles' secondary might still be real depleted. I, yeah. I guess it will be. I, yeah, I mean, I just don't. Well, Slay is, supposed, I think Slay is going to play. Okay, sounds like, but no um, McLeod. Yeah, I, I, no, guess. I think you're right. I think the I think the over 40, 49 is a, a little bit of a high number, but I think they could get there. Yeah. Rams are in Seattle. Seattle can win the division. Uh, one and a half point favorites. Boy, Seattle's not been good though recently. I no, mean, they, they haven't. No, they've they've not. You know, and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson hasn't Wilson been good. Was, remember, let's go back to like week five. I actually looked Russell this. Wilson I put this in a stack. Kyler, go ahead. Kyler Murray were like the two. These guys are MVP. No, they're not. Please, and I, and I love Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong, Ru Russell. But he's not one of two guys is going to win the MVP. Okay, Ryan Tannehill's having a great year and, and won't even get noticed. Ben Roethlisberger. Christ, Wilbaum was pumping him for MVP like four weeks ago. It's going to be either the guy in Green Bay or the guy in Kansas City. Right. Um, boy, don't you have to? I mean, the Rams are so hard to figure out. But don't you have to go with Seattle I here? think you do, too. Uh, what did you say the line was? The line is one and a half, I think. I got to go Seattle. I, I got to take my yeah. chances that Russell Wilson will win that game for me. You Here's numbers on Wilson, though. I think you... Through November 1st in seven games, Wilson had four 300-yard passing games, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions. In the next seven games after that, Wilson, only one 300-yard passing game, 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the difference, though, Seattle's defense has allowed less than 400 yards only once in the first eight games. Since then, they have not allowed more than 350 yards total offense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a game that Russell Wilson has to win for them. You know, if you're Russell Wilson, you're the face of the franchise. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, and I'm not knocking Jared Goff or anything like that. I think Russell Wilson has to win this game. This, this is like, he's got to say, yes, we're, we're winning the division. We're going to win this game. I'm Russell Wilson. By the way, Goff is like the most bizarre quarterback because when he's good, he's really good. Yeah. And yeah. when he's awful, he's like Wincyan. At that point, I mean, like, I don't. If it's Kevin, if we could figure this out, we, it's we unreal. Like yeah. how bad he can be. One of my favorite players is Cooper Cup. 
I love Cooper Cup. I, I love guys like that. That just, you know, they're not running a 4 3 40 down the field. You know, New England had those guys for all those years Amendola and um, mm-hmm. the other guy. And then they had Wes Welker before that. I love guys like that. All Cooper Cup does is catch the football. That's all he does. Packers could. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Packers. No, I, I think you're right about Seattle, though. Yeah. I, I, I like I Seattle. I'll lay, the, I'll lay the one and a half. I'll take Seattle. I would lay that too, yes. Green Bay on a cold night in Lambeau. Trying to wrap up the home field advantage in the NFC. Three and a half point favorites over Tennessee. Do we know it's going to be a cold night? Yeah, I believe I saw it's going to be like 12 degrees. Wow. Let me okay, let me do, let me double check that. Go ahead. No, that's cool. Well, I mean, look, 10, this is two good football teams. I mean, Tennessee can throw Derrick Henry at you, and that's a load. 20, 24 degrees, by the way, on Sunday in Green okay. Bay. Um, boy, I mean, you know, my heart always says Green Bay and Lambeau. I, I, I'll tell you what. I think I might take Tennessee in the points if I if I was forced to pick a side. Three and a hook. Derrick Henry's a load in Colorado. Yeah, he is. You know, and we've seen that Green, Day, Green Bay defense sometimes not come up super big. And it's just a hunch. It's just, you know, I mean, I, I, I look. I never bet against Aaron Rodgers. You want you want to talk about high over under fifty six in that game? Yeah. Tell you, look at Ryan Tannehill's numbers, man. Ryan Tannehill's had a really good year. That's probably having Derrick Henry in your backfield. I get that, but um, you know, he's had a really good year. He has. Um, finally, the Monday night game, New England hosts Buffalo. You you were talking about guys who've resurrected careers. Yeah, there you go. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Well, that. But but where was Tannehill before? Dolphins, right? Yeah. And now he's not with the Dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Josh Allen's also been a little bit of a resurrection uh, case. Six and a half yeah, but, point favorites, Buffalo. If, yeah, but Josh Allen was only a year and a half into his career when people were kind of wondering about him. Yeah, Tannehill was like three and a half, and a half years of his career, or more. No, more than that. Yeah. Um, Once he got away from Adam Gaze, he was fine. <laughs> isn't that amazing? It's amazing. If that, I'm going to tell you right now, the genius. If that guy gets another head coaching job, I'm not saying he won't get a job as a coordinator or something. If he gets another head coaching job, that owner should be fired. Boycott it, whatever. I want to be there if the owner depicts him to be the coach. That's uh, all I'm saying. Are you taking Buffalo? Uh, six and a half is the line. Who are they playing? My, uh, New England Monday night. See, and this is one of those games... Buffalo could go to the two seed if Pittsburgh loses. I know. No, no, no. And look, they're the better team. There, there's no doubt. Um, they almost lost the first game. If Cam Newton doesn't fumble that ball late, yeah. they would. And look, you know, if you're Belichick, this is pretty much his playoff game, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not going to the playoffs. But if you can win this game, as much as I like Buffalo, and I'm not, you know, I can't stand the Cam Newton can't throw. Him, and Buffalo might. Maybe a little bit of a letdown. I mean, they had a, they're coming off a big win. I don't know. I mean, do you? Bill Belichick just scares me because every time I go against Bill Belichick, except last week, um, he always seems like he gets me. I, I don't know. Do, do maybe, you, maybe I'm reading too much into do you it. Real, do you realize it's been 12 years since they played a completely meaningless game? Yeah. Well, no, they might have played meaningless games. Well, I'm saying like where they weren't guaranteed, they, they weren't up in the playoffs. Like that, or yeah, they haven't been. Yeah, you know, they were eliminated from the playoffs last week, 
Right. It's the well, first time in 12 years. Been years where they had already clinched something where they played game that didn't matter right. near the end. Um, you know, like they might have clinched the one seed or the two seed or whatever. Um, the amazing thing about the Patriots, whatever you want, the year they didn't make the playoffs, they won 11 games. Yeah. How many teams don't make the playoffs that win 11 games? You Honestly, know, I mean, when you look the at Eagles the- did one year in, in 90, was it 91? Uh, yeah. The year that, that, that Randall got hurt. The Eagles and the 49ers, I think, both won 10, 10 games. and missed. And didn't get in, right. And they were the two best teams at the end. Well, no, Washington was really good that well, year. Washington it, it's, it's more than conceivable to think that an 11-win team in the AFC is going home. Yeah, I guess. But somebody will lose. Somebody well, will lose. I mean, if Miami wins the next two, Baltimore's out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, look. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I, I got to be honest with you. It, it's, it's a lot the way I feel about the Warriors, like in the NBA. I don't think the Warriors are ever going to be that again. No. Um, because of Clay being hurt. Yeah. If Clay was healthy, I'd say they'd still be a really pretty good basketball team. Mm-hmm. But he's not. So I don't think the Patriots. I don't know how they ever get back to. Now they're going to get players back next year that didn't play this year. They might have a new quarterback. I don't notice, but I just don't see it ever happening to the nowhere near the degree it happened. I'm not saying they won't make playoffs or they won't make an AFC title game, or but I don't know, man. It's just, but they did it for for 20 years. Yeah. So you know, there was a guy who was standing in line today. That's all I did all day was stand in line. And you saying, yeah, man, I'm so glad. Isn't that great that the Patriots, you know, they, they, and I just looked at them. I go, but they got six titles, man. Like, they weren't supposed to make it this year. Yeah. Nobody thought they were going to be anything more than they are. No. You know. Um. So, okay. So that is the picks for this week. And I mentioned that we will wrap up on a late note because it is Christmas. And uh, let me give you, actually, before we do that, let me give you a little bit of a head. doesn't feel like Christmas, though, does it? No, it doesn't. No, Um, it doesn't. Because a lot of people aren't traveling. A lot of people aren't necessarily seeing relatives and all that. And you're so depressed from the the last nine months. It's just everybody is exhausted. Yeah. And you can tell, you can hear it in their voice. You can see it in their faces. You know, and we're trying to get geared up here. I mean, we're trying, but it's tough. I gotta admit that. Um, let me grandkids. Let, grandkids make it easier. Yeah. Let me give you. Let me give you a um, a brief synopsis on where we are going next week. Next Tuesday, it's our end of the year annual roundtable show. We look back at 2020. We look ahead to 2021 with John Johnson, uh, Mike Silski, and Jack McCaffrey. Uh, so we will have that. We hope you listen to that. We hope you also listen. I put out there last week, uh, the best interviews we had this year, uh, Michael Barkan, Jim Gardner. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple other people we had on this show. Um, and I'm completely drawing a blank right That's now. That's all right. You're Ray, Ray Didinger we had on, um, you know, it, it's, it's a good listen, uh, I think. And, uh, please give a listen, uh, to that as well. Hey, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. What'd you think of Bundy getting dropped by Comcast? Uh, Inevitable? Who knows what the the mindset is over there right now. Let me put it this way. I thought Bundy was pretty good. I mean, well, but but then again, I thought a lot of guys who've gotten let go. Yeah. And that's why it's like, I don't know what, why these decisions are made the way they are. So it's just going to be, I guess it's going to be Al in the post game then, right? Or or Colby Cohen. Right. Yeah, um, 
We should point out also, uh, one, welcome back, Amy Fadul, who is back this evening after maternity leave uh, for Sixer pregame. There you go. Um, we, in the coming weeks, um, Angelo Cataldi has agreed to be on the show right after the new year, and Mark Zumoff will be on the show. So we're, we got a couple guests already lined up for the new Recovering year. from back surgery. Recovering from back surgery. I believe he is going to be at Wells Fargo Center this evening. So they should let him ring the bell. They should. No, really. I'm yeah. Well, he I, has I, done I, it in the past. Yeah, but tonight because uh, you know, it it'll be docked tonight. Oh yeah, no, no, you yeah, yeah. What am I? I'm, I'm, you, know, you know what they should really do? Have Doc and Maury. Yeah. Come out with dual bells. Yeah. <laughs> dual dual hammers and just hit the thing. Have him bring bread in bread out to ring the bell. <laughs> Have you ever remember a team in Philadelphia? I'm being serious now. Where people like they were so depressed, you bought in two guys, and now it's fired back up. Yeah, I I I, I was trying to think of like a hire in Philadelphia that was like these, and, and I can't. I, I can't. Um, maybe I'm just not thinking hard enough. Um, but I mean, you went out and got the coach. Ken Hitchcock was pretty good, but but Ken Hitchcock wasn't Doc River. No, I mean. Well, Ken Hitchcock you know, did have a cop. I mean, but especially all the things that was happening with black and white this year, and sure, and him being at the forefront of it. Um, I mean, nobody even talks about him losing a three-one lead, no. you know, with no. a team that a lot of people thought was going to win. And then you go out and get the guy who is regarded as one of the, the best, best GMs, yeah, GMs, even though he hasn't won anything. Um, I don't know. It's 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 just a made the Sixers. Look, we knocked the Sixers. We we knock a look. We knock a lot of teams a lot. The Sixers, whatever happens, where they, I don't know what's going to happen. They did the right thing. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, all right. So <laughs> the hold on for a second here. So let's go, and we want to talk about. Uh, so we have that after the new year. We have next week, obviously, the end of the year special, uh, and some point next week we'll do a, a picks for the final week of the nfl uh, i'm setting up a gofundme fund that's my new year's resolution for for us if you like kevin and me and kevin going out and getting on we're gonna set up a gofundme fund okay by the way i should point out our pick segment was sponsored by fox bets fox bets casino and you know what we should the talk app. them into doing what giving us like a um a pot you know, a fake pot, but but a pot. Yeah. Maybe we donate to charity or something. I don't know. I know. And have us make picks. Like maybe you know, well, it's football season's almost over. Over, yeah. And just make picks. But but instead of me and you saying what we think, just say yeah, I'm going to put a uh, hundred units on the Eagles, or I'm going to tease this, and you know whatever. And and if God forbid we we end up winning some money, you know, donate to charity. Sure, absolutely. I'd be all for that. We'll talk. I'll talk there's to a lot, people. There's there. a lot of charities out there that c- could use. A little help. Um, so, obviously, this is Christmas, and um, I don't know if you know that, but uh, it is Christmas. A lot of people oh, have off tomorrow. Before you get there. Yes. And I don't know if I mentioned this before. The thing that Eddie Barkowitz and I did, yes, did I ahead. mention this? Yeah. The toy drive that yeah. Eddie really does. Yeah. He raised more this year. Than ever before? In fact, I think he said he almost did double. Wow. He, I think 350 kids he's going to be able to help. And I just want to say to people out there, anybody that came, contributed it, 
One lady showed up with four, six bags of toys. God bless you. And me and you are Northeast Philly guys. Are, but people in South Philly know how to bond together. Yes, they do. And there's a cause in South Philly. And Eddie Barkowitz, God bless him, knows more people. They're, they're, I could walk around anywhere. Do you know Eddie Barkowitz? Yeah, I know Eddie. People just came. So God bless all of you. They came out for that because we weren't sure how we were going to do, and, and it was like off the charts. So, and, and Eddie is good people, and uh, it, oh, is a, it is a great cause. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, you, you made a lot of kids happy, ha- or at least happier. And Christmas is about kids. You know, we all oh, talk about God. everything. You know, you know. I, I'll, I'll be honest, like trying to find gifts, and you always worry and you know, all that, but you worry about the kids first. And yep, absolutely. Um. Even though my kids are now adults. Anyway, uh, my stepkids. Um, gift cards. Gift cards. I wish I did that. I didn't you know, do that actually, this year. They like, I don't like gift cards as a general principle because I want to get right. something. This year, the rules were off. Well, my gift cards. My, my stepson asked for an Amazon gift card. So Yep. yep um, that's, so that's yeah. what we got him. Um, Christmas music is what I, uh, you know, and I'm one who listens to Christmas music from the time XM put, Sirius XM puts it on in early November. And I got to admit, there's a point where you, you back off a little bit. Me, then, me too. And then I'm, I'm this week, I'm back up. Yeah, you know, this week, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah we went to, the wife and myself and, and Katie went to uh, the Wells Fargo Center. We did the uh, uh, light winter on Broad Street. Uh, if you haven't had a shot, I know it's a little expensive. It's 20 bucks a ticket. Uh, proceeds do go to Flyers Wives Charities uh, and some other charities. It, it's really cool, and it, it's nice. If you like the Christmas Village stuff that you see downtown, they have a little bit of that. Then they have a light display. It's almost like if you went to like Shitty Brook Farms or whatever uh, with the, with the drive through, except you walk through on this one. Um, but Christmas music is what really gets me going at this time of year. And, and uh, Mike, I got to ask, what's your what's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, this Christmas Donnie by Hathaway. Donnie Hathaway. It's been done a million times. I just think it. It. It's. I'm not a big traditional like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Here comes Santa Claus. I, I. I'm not as into them. I mean, they're fine, but this Christmas is just a cool song. You know, I'm sitting around with with you know the person I want to be with, and it's going to be great. And and um, I also like the Christmas Waltz by Frank Sinatra. Right. It's got the greatest line. It goes, um, it's that time of year where the world falls in love. And that's exactly what Christmas should be. Even if it's only for a day. There you go. Yeah, you got it. Okay. is burning bright, blazing bright. Right. And I also like um, Johnny Mathis, Need a Little Christmas. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Is that Donnie? That's Donnie. That's Donnie, yeah. It's it's you know, that song's gotta be like close to fifty years old because he's been dead for a long time. Yeah, and, and you know great part about it is you can actually like find almost all these. We played Darlene Love early in the show. Um I love uh Christmas Baby Please Come Home. That's one of my favorites. Um I'll leave I'll leave Donnie on in the background here a little bit. Um I I do like I, I do like it's strange because you don't like the, the super old ones. Agreed? No, well the Christmas waltz probably is fair. I just don't like 
like the, like White Christmas. I, I, I really dis- disliked them. No, but I just I don't like. Here comes Santa Claus. Okay, here comes Santa Claus. I I get it. Frosty the Snowman. No, but but there's some older ones, and I, I off the top of my. But if they come on, I like them. Um, I like the one Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, I but I gotta admit, I hate the newer, updated, politically correct version. What's the politically correct? I don't know. Uh, John Legend does it with uh, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, and what do they do? Uh, they basically change all of it. And, nah. and well, they I change don't. the words to fit, like, you know. And I get that maybe it's cold outside is a little. The, the, the words are not politically correct at the time, you know, from the time it was written. It's just like either I don't do the song or do it the way it's written. You know, D- Dean right. Martin's version is the best um there's a couple others i'm, I'm ha- like uh, there's a couple others i'd like to throw out at you but um the carpenters had a couple oh um, i i actually had that one. Oh, oh, oh the christmas one, baby um please c- celebrate me home by um oh god what's the guy's name he was the guy that sang um uh in um the Tom oh, Cruise Kenny, Air Force Kenny, movie. Kenny Loggins yes celebrate me home is a great Great song, and I didn't even think it was a Christmas song until right. I heard it put in that context. It's a great, it's a, I love that. Well, song. and I, and I should point out. In fact, I'm going to play the Carpenters here in the background once I get through the ad. You know, it, it's the great part of this time of year is that people's memories are linked to different things and different moments in their lives. This song, "Merry Christmas, Darling," it's a good one for my parents. The the year they got married, my dad ended up going off to in the service to Vietnam. And this was the the first year with the Carpenters, or this was the year the Carpenters released this song. And it always kind of struck my mom and dad because of the lyrics. You know, we're, we're a part that's true, but I can dream. And if I dream, I'm Christmasing with you. That's what my mom to this day, now my dad's been gone six years. My mom to this day, Here's the song and thinks of that, and it's yeah. a it's a pleasant memory. It's a sad memory in a lot of ways, but it, it's that type of, of thing that brings you. I will say the most overplayed song right now. And, and, Mariah, Ka- Mariah Carey. Oh, it's Mariah Carey, and I loved yeah. it when that came out. My when wife I was, likes it. I love I've it. Heard, I loved it when I grew up, but it's like okay, I'm done now. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, I kind of feel that way a little bit, but it is good. It's a, you know, it's a, whatever. It's up, it's peppy, it's all that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, you know, so the next, so what's your holiday plans coming up? Uh, we're going, Christmas Eve, we're going to my son's sister-in-law. I think there's only going to be about eight of us. And then basically the same eight people are getting together on Christmas at my son's house because... Um, my son's wife, Jenny is pregnant with our granddaughter and, um, they don't want to come out. You know, usually they would come down here in the morning. Right. So we're just taking the gifts up there. We are, um, now this year, obviously because of COVID we're it's Kate, myself and Bess, uh, we're staying home. Uh, I did a gift drop today with my mom. Uh, we're doing a gift drop tomorrow with Joey, who's my stepson and my, my mother-in-law, uh, Becky, uh, we're basically, my mom's at work. I dropped off the gifts. She had her gifts ready for us. 
tomorrow it'll be the same thing. My mother-in-law will take Joey and I, or Joey and herself out. I'll drop the gifts off in their house, come back and and pick up their, and pick up their gifts for us. And then we're going to do like a cyber, like a virtual kind of thing. Yeah. Are you a Christmas Eve opener or are you a Christmas day opener? Um, what I always used to do when I was like 10, my, my parents would let me open one gift on Christmas Eve. So they would let me, you know, they'd say here, you know, and, or they would pick it, you mm-hmm. know, one or the other. And it was usually, but, but now we liked waiting until Christmas day. Um, we're, we're kind of the Christmas Eve, uh, crew. Okay. And that, and that's a, and that's a back. And that's because of, um, my dad, when my dad was in the police department, we did Christmas yeah. Eve. Once you hit a certain age and some things were done. You I were. had one of my best friends. We used to go over to their house on Christmas Eve for some laughs, basically, because they opened all their gifts on Christmas Eve. And so we would sit there and watch them open their gifts. You know? <laughs> True story. And this will be the last story before I, because you're going to have dinner and I'm going to have dinner soon. Uh, I had a friend who would invite my another friend of mine and, and, and I over to his house just to sit around from like three to like six o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Eve, just yeah. to hang out and everything. And you talk and you're watching if there was a football game or whatever. And then um, six o'clock, he would while he was making dinner, he would make prime rib. And That's a good dinner. And actually, the prime rib would come out. He go, "All right, guys, have a great holiday," and basically kick you. Out. I kid, that one, right? I kid you not. Yeah, I, see, for about the last 10 years or maybe longer than that, probably longer than that, I, I go down to Eddie Barkowitz's house because he lives like him and his father and his cousin live side by side by side. Right. So it's like a compound almost. And they put a f- spread out like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. I mean, you say food. No, I, I mean food and drink. And there's some nights I wouldn't get home till four in the morning. Right. You know, Gene would go home or whatever, maybe, and I just sit there and, and, and you know, whatever. But obviously this year they're not doing that. Um, I'm going to tell you what the bigger thing for a lot of people is going to be is New Year's. Like, yeah. after you get past Christmas, yeah, what do you do next week? Like, usually next week was about visiting people. You know, you go visit friends. You go, yeah. you, there ain't the going to be any of that. It's so, funny because New Year's Eve, my, my wife's birthday is New Year's Day. Oh, okay. Um, okay. and we normally make it where we go out New Year's Eve for like her birthday dinner. Right. Can't do that this year. No, I mean, I, we, I have a surprise for her though. Yeah. And since she doesn't listen to that pockets, um, I'm going down. She loves the pit beef at a certain place. You're going to drive all the way out there, huh? I'm going to drive wow. all the way out there, get pit beef sandwiches and all that for her and, uh, bring it back. You might have to bring me one back. I will. If you want. Right. I mean, I'll probably have food coming out of my wazoo. No, maybe not on New Year's. I might not. Final question for you. How much do you miss the Cheney show on the, on Christmas Eve? Well, it's been a while now. I mean, yeah. God, it's probably been 10 years, eight years at least, I guess. It was always something like once we got into it and we had done it for a while, you really look forward to it. And there was yeah. a couple times, I don't want to get into all the issues at Comcast sometimes when some people didn't think it was a good idea and you know we kind of had to argue for it and, and all that kind of thing but it was it wasn't the show itself it was the 45 minutes after the show yeah when he would sit there and give out ties and bring a cake in or tell stories and then finally he'd look at you and say I got to go you know they're, they're waiting for me you know? and and um <laughs> yeah it was I mean I had people like Rob Cherry from WIP used to tell me 
And he said he said it was the best show all year. It was like of any of anything. And I just took it for granted because I never. And look, it messed up my holiday a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. But like, because me and Girardi, I know Girardi did it, and then I think sometimes he was going down to Baltimore after that. Right. Um, and you know, my family always had to wait for me because I didn't get home to like, you know, seven thirty, quarter of eight, whatever. And you know, on Christmas Eve, there's not a lot open. No. And we used to go to a Chinese place, and then we found a diner or something. But I guess then we then I I don't know. I started going to Eddie's. I guess yeah is, is what happened. But yeah, it was it was look as I said to everybody, it was our gift to the city. Yeah, and that's awesome. exactly how we thought of it. And I don't care if you like Cheney, didn't like Cheney. Um, it was never dull. It was never. It became a tradition, Mike. That's what it was. It was. Oh, it was something but he never that... went off the rails, Kevin. No, like everybody was always wondering. And the only year we didn't do it that I can remember during the th- was after Goongate. Yeah, we didn't do it that year because. But we did it after that, though. Like we didn't do it that year. Well, it was still but then too we did it after fresh. That. Yeah. And it was just I, I and I try and remember if I asked him or if we just decided maybe we shouldn't do it that year. I don't know. I don't know all the circumstances, but um, and then at the end, he really couldn't drive at night, right? So he had to have his his one guy, his friend, drove him a couple times, and God, his the, the friend's wife baked a Jewish apple cake. Oh my God! And we're all sitting there, you know, eating, and um, but he was like Santa Claus, man. He'd be in there giving gifts out and stuff, and let always laughing. It, it, always it, laughing. It's funny because yeah, when I threw open on Twitter a discussion of hey, what would you like to hear during the holidays and all that. I can't tell you how many people say they yeah. wish that the Daily News live show was still around and, and yeah. with 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 Cheney and and all that. So, yeah. and, I mean, jo- and obviously hey, look, John's at a point where uh, you know everything comes to an end, Kevin. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, we're we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Anymore, but we had a good run. I'm going to guess John was probably on there ooh. nine years. No, no, I think it was more because Daily News Live. I think started in '97. Yeah. That sounds about right. And the first year, the reason why we got to Christmas and we were kind of like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, who wants to come in on Christmas Eve? And I think it was either the first year or the second year. It might have been the second year. Because I think Daily News Live actually started in October. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, But then, and he agreed to do it. And we didn't know what was going to, we, we, we didn't have any idea. No. Like, what was this going to be like? And I remember they didn't have a five-second delay at the time. And they were all worried. And I said, don't worry. He's not going to say anything. He's not, you know, one time I think he said ass. One time I think he said shit. And then he looked at the camera and he goes, I can't say that. He goes, but I just did. (laughs) And and, and, um, he, John Chaney knew when he could say, like he knew when the camera was on. He wasn't going to say the F-bomb or or say something, you know, really bad. And, you know, the joke with him and Neil about Republicans. Yeah. You know, because Neil was a... Re- I, I, it was hilarious. It was. It was just, I mean... And then one year, I think... Did we have Speedball on with him? Trying to remember. Um, By the way, we should point out, Mike Silski wrote a great column about Speedy and the yes, Hall he of did. Fame. Yeah, so he did. please give a shot to read it, so... Yeah, I mean, you know... But like I said, y- yeah, I mean, it, it, I miss it. I mean, I'm look, I miss him. I miss being around him. Uh, he's going to be 89 years old in a couple months. Um... God bless him. I mean, you yep. know, when guys like him and Speedy, and I'll throw another name at you, Jimmy Lynham. Yeah. Philadelphia Treasure. Herb yeah. McGee. Yeah. All these guys. Fran Dunphy. Yep. I, you know, when all these guys aren't around anymore, you're, you're going to sit there one day and go, man, 
We were pretty lucky, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Like we had all Jay Wright. Throw Jay Wright in. Throw Phil Martelli. I know, you know, but Dunk. these guys were they're legends. They uh, really are. They are. And we're thankful for all of them. We're thankful that they all kind of impacted our lives in, in, in what we did for a long time. And, and uh, how about they took the time to be friends with us? Exactly. How about that? Exactly. You know, that doesn't happen as much anymore in the profession. But we got to know them personally. As, as personally. And I'm not saying that Jay and I were, you know, or did, or did me and Fran or, or me and John even, were, you know, like tight as brothers or anything. I don't mean it that way, but we were friends. Yeah. You know, me and Chaney especially. I mean, we got we just had a kind of a unique relationship. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's right. um it, it's 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 now I'm feeling sad. I don't you know uh, let's not let's not feel sad. Let's let's yeah. say thank you to everybody who has listened through the year. Um everybody please have a, a, a safe holiday season no matter what you celebrate. I know Hanukkah is done, but Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, please be safe. Please be responsible. And for all the agnostics out there, you can celebrate that too. Celebrate. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Everybody should be celebrating the end of 2020 at this point. Well. And so this we. Is, this is going to be the weirdest New Year's ever, Kevin. So. It but, is. And, and thank you, Michael, for a yeah, for, for another great year. Uh, and obviously we will get together next Tuesday for our end of the year special. Thank you to everybody who listens to this. God bless you for doing it. One. Ho, ho, and ho, and go Eagles, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and thank you very much. We'll leave you with the sounds of Mariah Carey, because I... Oh. It. Anyway. Uh, Donnie! For, Donnie! For, Donnie! For, 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 for Mike Curran, I'm Kevin Cooney. Merry Christmas, okay, everybody. We'll talk to Bye-bye. you soon. Uh. Oh